Welcome to the Celebration Church Podcast. We are so glad you've joined us and we hope you are encouraged by today's message. Not only do I believe that this is a new year, I believe that this is a new era. And I believe that God is transitioning us into a new season where things will happen so fast, your head spins. There's a scripture in 1 Peter chapter 5 that says, after you suffered a little while, the God of grace shall restore you, shall redeem you, and shall establish you. How many of you declare that over your life? God restore me, God redeem me, God establish me. That's what our prayer is for you. I'm excited to get this word out of me tonight. I believe that this is a word that will mark us for the rest of our lives. The first revival Wednesday of 2020. So I want you to turn your attention to Proverbs chapter 30, beginning at verse 24. Proverbs chapter 30, beginning at verse 24. When you're there, say there. You're not there, say wait on me. I hear a lot of wait on me, so we'll wait just a moment. We've waited long enough. Proverbs chapter 30, verse 24. It says, four things on earth are small, yet they are extremely wise. Ants are creatures of little strength, yet they store up their food in the stomach. The hyrax or the coney are creatures of little power and they are feeble, yet they make their home in crags and rocks. The locusts have no king, yet they advance together in ranks. A lizard can be caught with the hand, yet it is found in king's palaces. And I can hear you thinking, well, what in the world does this have to do with me? I'm glad you asked. We'll get to it after we pray. Come on, place your word down. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you. You are so good to us. You're better than good to us. And Lord, tonight we stand in awe of your mercy and we are humbled by your grace. And so God, tonight we ask that you would speak to us. We ask that you would touch us. We ask God that you would redeem us, restore us, and establish us in the name of Jesus. All that agree, shout amen. Amen. If you have been around for any period of time and have heard me speak, you know I have a great fascination with the Animal Planet and Discovery Channel. Uh, and if I'm to be completely transparent, about 70% of all my messages are inspired somehow by an animal. I love animals, and this particular passage of Scripture points out uh, four little Things. These four little things caught my attention. I was studying this. This is a scripture that I had not come across. And I was like, what in the world do these four little things have to do with anything? And if you're like me, I love big cats. How many big cat fans do we have in here? We are in the land of Jaguar, so you should make some noise. Uh, I know it's hard to root for them right now, but how many of you believe they're going to make a comeback? Come on, somebody. 
I believe it with you. I just don't believe it as strong as I'm believing for the Panthers. My God, we both of the cats need help. My God. But I, I have a fascination with lions. And as I was looking at this particular passage of scripture, I was looking and I thought, man, if God wanted to use anything, why not reference a lion? When we look at the lion, the lion can be known as the king of the jungle. And if you watch Animal Planet, you know they always give the lions names. And, and there's a narrator who sounds a lot like God. I mean, he sounds a lot like God. I, I listen to him, I'm like, man, I just want a voice like that. He always has the coolest accent. He's always like, Craig is in the brush. As we look at Craig and we notice his pack is leaving him behind because Craig is hunting for his food. As Craig leans down low, he begins to prepare to pounce on his prey. And I'm at the edge of my seat like, oh my God, God is narrating the animal planet right now. Animals are known as the king of the jungle and if God wanted to attribute one of his characteristics with an animal, I thought for sure that the king of kings would reference the king of the jungle. If I was to say Mufasa and Simba, everybody in here know they are stars in the movie what? Lion King. Lions, they represent kingship. They represent authority. They represent the big cats. And there's no big cat that represents the big cat family like a lion. But God doesn't mention that. He, he, he goes right past that. And, you know, I also thought, man, if God wanted to use another big animal, he would definitely use the grizzly bear. Definitely use the Kodak grizzly bear. A, a grizzly bear can get up to 14 feet and they frequent the woods. This is why I don't go hiking. This is why you won't catch me just wandering through the woods for no reason. Uh, I have no desire to put a backpack on, grab some sticks, climb a hill. That's just not in my nature. It's not in my desire. Uh, that is not my vision for my life for 2020. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, whenever you see a grizzly bear or a bear attack is because somebody was in the wrong place at the wrong time in a particular place that humans ain't supposed to frequent often. Come on, somebody. Grizzly bear minding his business, a backpacker walking through. He said, there goes a delicious snack. Next thing you know, they're in the hospital. Why? They, they're not supposed to be in the woods. We're not supposed to be in the woods, ladies and gentlemen. Come on, let's stay out of the woods in 2020. Let's get this. You want to go backpacking, put your backpack on, walk around your neighborhood, but stay out of the woods. But if you, if you were to look at the Kodak bear's hands, the Kodak grizzly bear's hands is 24 inches wide. I don't know if you understand how big 24 inches is, but it's a lot bigger than your head. And all it takes is one little swipe and your mustache is gone completely. <laughs> but as we look at this particular passage of scripture, in, 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 in my mind, I think if God wanted to attribute his characteristics to something and it's not the lion, surely he can attribute it to the grizzly bear because his hand 
is big. The hand of God is big. How many of you know that? But God doesn't even reference the grizzly bear. Then, then I start to think, okay, if God doesn't reference the lion, he doesn't reference the grizzly bear, surely he says something about elephants. Oh man, if you know anything about an elephant, you know that elephant is big. And that elephant has a problem with throwing its weight around. You get in the line and in the eyesight of an elephant and you are in between that elephant and that baby, oh, you mashed. You as good as gone. Ain't no even reason to pray. You, I, you are out of here. Who you praying to, you about to see. God doesn't reference the elephants. He doesn't reference the lion. He doesn't reference the bear. He doesn't reference the elephant. And next thing I thought, surely God will reference the eagle. The, the eagle is a beautiful, beautiful bird. I was in Alaska and I was walking and I thought, I had gone back into Jurassic Park because I saw what looked like a Tyrannosaurus shadow on the ground and I look up, it's an eagle. Scientists say that an eagle's wingspan can go to 14 feet and their talents are as big as a grown man's hand. Their head is as big as your head. And let me be the first one to tell you if no one has told you today, you got a nice size head on your body. And so these birds are not small birds, but the unique thing about the eagle is the eagle can see up to two miles both above and beneath water. And when I think about the eagle, it reminds me of the scripture that said, the eyes of the Lord roam to and fro. But God does not reference the lion, the bear, the elephant, nor the eagle. He references things that we look at it's insufficient. Things that we look at as annoying, things that we look at as small. And what I've come to learn about God is oftentimes God will use the thing that you think does not qualify for God to use. Is there anybody here grateful that somehow, someway, God saw fit to position you and anoint you and to call you when man doesn't see what it is that God is doing on the inside of you? I came to tell you tonight, if God called you, they don't got to like you. So he points our attention to four small things. And he says these four small things are extremely wise. And if God says something is wise, then we must pay attention to the wisdom found in these four things. Which brings me to point number one about the ant. The ant teaches us that we have to prepare ourselves. In this year, 2020, this is a year that you need to prepare yourself for the things that God has been saying to you, for the things that God has been promising you, for the things that God has been declaring and decreeing over your life. This is the year that you prepare yourself for the things that God has spoken in your life because I believe that this is a year of manifestation for you. Oh, I said this is a year of manifestation for you. I may not be talking to everybody, but I believe I'm talking to somebody that's been believing God for some real big things. And when you put your faith in Him, He says, I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor their seed begging for bread. Somebody shout, prepare yourself. There's a picture we have up here of an ant. Look at this thing, I mean, this ant is carrying something that's bigger than itself. 
This ant is carrying something that's twice the weight of its body. And the thing that the ant can teach us is you are predestined to carry something that's bigger than you. In this year of 2020, you have to have your mind made up that you will carry what God has called you to carry in this season, no matter how heavy it is. The thing that I also admire about the ant, the ant always is preparing in the summer for winter. What I believe the ant is doing, it's declaring over its life that although it's summer, I believe I'll be around in the wintertime, so I must prepare now like if it's going to be there when I need it. The thing that I love about the ant is it doesn't get ready when it needs to be ready. It is ready because it prepared so. For where God is taking you, you won't have time to get ready. This is your preparation season. So when you get there, you will be ready and you won't be trying to work out how to get ready. You can't be getting ready when God called you to be ready. This is your preparation time. Somebody say, prepare yourself. If you're not careful, you will allow life to happen and you not live. Preparation is never lost time. Preparation is always the proof of expectation. I'll say it again. Preparation is always the proof of expectation. When we say, God, we believe, the thing that we should do after that is begin to prepare for what it is we say we believe. It makes no sense for us to give word service to God and our lives not follow with action. It makes no sense for us to say this is what we are expecting and hoping for, but not make the necessary preparations for what we're actually hoping and expecting for in this new season of 2020. This is what I believe. God is going to give you double vision for what it is that he showed you. It's been out of focus long enough. It's been blurry long enough. It's been out of whack long enough. This is your season of clarity, but you got to prepare yourself. The ant is not worried about who's looking at it. He's not, he's not worried about how crazy he look. He's not worried about how big what he's carrying may seem in comparison to his body weight. They understand no matter what it may look like, I'm going to bring in what I need to bring in because I won't be caught in a season where I need something that I didn't prepare for. I came to announce to you tonight that this is the season that you got to bring it in yourself. That it hits you when you get home. I said, this is a season that you have to bring it in yourself. You've been waiting on people to do it long enough. This is the season you got to bring it in yourself. You've been sitting on the good word long enough. This is the season you got to bring it in yourself. You need to bump the person beside you and say, I don't know about you, but I'm ready to bring it in. I, I don't know about you, but I'm ready to bring it in. You got to bring it in yourself. The end is not concerned about how they look. Their concern is about preparing for the season that they're going into. You got to prepare yourself. God 
wants us to look at this particular ant because God sees it as a wise creature. He sees it as something unique and different than anything else that he made. He sees it as something special that he wants us to receive wisdom from. And so he tells us that the ant is small, but prepares. Your destiny may look small right now. Your future may look small right now. Your situation, your circumstance may look small right now, but you gotta start preparing not for where you are, but for where God is calling you to be. You can't settle for where you are right now. God has so much more in store for you. You can't settle for the level of comfort that you're sitting in right now. God has so much more for you, but you have to prepare yourself. The second thing that God points out to us in scripture is an interesting creature, one that many of us may not have heard of before, the coney. It says the coney is a feeble folk, yet they make their houses in the rock. The coney is interesting because it looks like a rabbit. If we have the picture of the coney, let's throw that up there. Look at this little thing. I mean, this little thing is interesting looking, isn't it? But the coney understands that it can't run fast. The coney understands that it's not strong enough to fight off its enemy. The coney understands I don't have hands the size of a grizzly bear. But the one thing that I can rely on is the rock to hide me. The second thing that I think God wants us to uplift and extract from this particular passage of scripture from the coney is to posture yourself. Posture yourself. When we look at the coney, it says that the coney finds its protection in the rock. The coney finds its safe place in the rock. The coney finds its, 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 its higher ground in the rock. And I'm telling you in this year, 2020, the only way that you're going to make it the way that God intended for you to make it is to be hidden in the rock. Be hidden in the rock. It says that the coney is a feeble folk, which means it's weak in its own power. But there's a passage of scripture that comes to mind that says, when you are weak, that's when I'm strong. You got to posture yourself. See, the thing that I've learned is feeble folk worship different. People that understand their weakness, they worship different. People that understand their limitations, they worship different. People that understand that they can't make it in their own power, they worship different. People that understand they didn't wake themselves up this morning, they worship different. People that understand they didn't put food on their table today, they worship different. People that understand I don't have the power to put air in my own lungs, they worship different. See, there's something unique and special about being weak before the Lord because that's when he gives you strength. I wonder tonight, is there anybody here that that understands in your own power, you come to the end of the road. But when you admit that you are weak, that's when he steps in and that's when he steps up and that's when he initiates his strength and his mercy and his grace in your life. I wonder is there about 30 folks in this place that's not worried about the people around you that will lift up your hands and will open up your mouth and will give God about 20 seconds of good praise.
You know if it had not been for the Lord on your side, where in the world would you be? You know if it had not been for His grace and His mercy, you would have been gone a long time ago, but He stepped in and He stepped up and He risked it all at the nick of time for you and for me. Somebody shout, posture yourself. In order for you to get what he desires for you to get, you must posture yourself. Laconi is postured in the rock. He's, he's anchored in the rock. He's grounded in the rock. He finds his shelter in the rock. He understands that in my own power, the adversary will get the best of me, but when I'm hidden, and there's nothing the adversary could do that my God won't protect me from. So the ant teaches us to prepare ourselves. The coney teaches us to posture ourselves. But then God points our attention to the locust. And he elevates something that's very, very Interesting. He says, the locusts have no king, yet they go forth, all of them by bands. And the thing that I believe God wants us to look at and extract from this is to propel yourself. See, the locusts, all of their strength is in their back legs. And if you've ever seen a locust move, you understand that they draw back and then they propel themselves forward. This is the year that God is going to propel you, not in your own strength, not in your own ability, not in your own power, but in his strength, in his ability, in his power, because he is good. You ain't all that. You're not that good. You're not that fantastic. I'm telling you, it ain't about you. It's about his desired plan and purpose for your life. I'm here to tell you tonight that this year, 2020, is going to be a year that propels you for the next decade. If you believe this, this year is a shifting year for you, if you believe that this year is a defining year for you, if you believe that this year is a marking year for you, why don't you tell God thank you before you see anything change? Why don't you tell God thank you before you feel anything change? Why don't you tell God thank you before anything actually changes? When you praise God before you see change, you're putting your faith and your hope in Him and God says, I'll make a way out of nowhere. He's a way maker. I said he's a way maker. He's a way maker. He will flatten mountains for you. He'll raise valleys for you. He'll do the impossible and smile and say, this is a normal Wednesday night for me. He is a way maker. He was a way maker for Moses. He was a way maker for Abraham. He was a way maker for Elijah and Elijah. He was a way maker for David. He was a way maker for Joel. He was a way maker for Job. He was a way maker for all of his children. And his word says that he is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. 
which means if you still got air in your lungs, you qualify for a miracle, which means if you woke up this morning, you qualify for a breakthrough, which means if you got a hallelujah trapped in your mouth, you qualify for your breakthrough to happen. Is there anybody here that's willing to release what God put on the inside of you and take a moment to give him his breath back? Somebody shout amen. Amen means it is so. So the locusts, they propel themselves. The thing that the scripture also says is it says that the locusts operate together like a band. That means that they roll together. That means that they don't do things alone. It means that they are better together. If we are to extract anything, it's the unity that the locusts carry. When the locusts put their mind to it and when they were together, they, they would wipe out whole entire territories because they did not operate off of the mentality, it's about me. They operated off the mentality, we are better together. And if we stick together, there's nothing that we can accomplish. I'm telling you right now in this place tonight, if we stick together, it ain't nothing we can accomplish. I'm telling you right now, we are better together. And if we operate in unity, and if we operate in oneness, and if we operate going in the same direction, God can do incredible things out of this place. Somebody shout, prepare yourself. I want you to get one thing on your mind, one thing on your mind that you need God to propel you out of. I don't want you to get everything because it'll overwhelm you, but I want you to get one thing on your mind. I want you to get one thing at the forefront of your mind and then thank God before you come out of it because I believe your praise is an activator for the season you're about to go into. How many of you are grateful that God gave you the strength to propel yourself? The ant teaches us to prepare. The coney teaches us to posture. The locust teaches us to propel. And then he finishes off these four little things with the lizard. If we got a picture of that lizard, let's throw it on up there. Look at this thing. Lizard. It's an interesting creature. It's very well known in these parts. They get into everything. They in your car, they in your garage, they in your garbage, they in your house, they in your bathroom sink. They are everywhere here in Jacksonville. But the interesting thing about the lizard, if you take notice of this picture, the tail of the lizard is a completely different color than the body of the lizard. This is why the lizard lost its tail. Something attacked this lizard and this lizard lost its tail. This is what I believe that God wants us to look at as it concerns the lizard. You have to be willing in 2020 to let it go. You gotta be willing to let it go in 2020. You can't be holding on to stuff from 2019. You can't be talking about who did this to you and they didn't give me a fair chance and they don't like me and they didn't give me a shot. They don't understand my situation. They don't get it. 
They don't like it. They don't. You got to be willing to let it go. If anyone in here understands that this is a new season and the old has passed away, behold, God desires to do a new thing. I dare you to shout, let it go. Let it go. Let it go. You can't be holding on to the old, expecting God to reveal to you the new. I want you to write this. What you are willing to walk away from determines what God will bring to you. What you are willing to walk away from will determine what God brings to you. Are you willing to walk away from it? Are you willing to step away from something that's been holding on to you for a good portion of your life? If I was to condense it into one question, that one question would be, are you willing to walk away from who you used to be to become who God is making you? See, you you can't, Build God's kingdom and try to impress your tribe. This is a season that you got to walk away from some good things to possess some God things. I know it may not look like it's all that bad, but anything that's not propelling you into your destiny is pulling you into comfort. And this is a season that you got to let it go. Come on, if you believe that 2020 is your year, shout, let it go. See, you're outgrowing where you are. That's why you're frustrated. Frustration is like the indicator on your car when it goes off. Frustration allows you to know that you have outstayed your current season and you won't break through into the new season until you ask God how to get there. It's not a matter that you're lost. It's just you don't understand the best route. Tonight, leaving where I was staying, I put it in my GPS, not because I didn't know how to get here, but the GPS understands where traffic is and it helps me avoid it. So it's not a matter of you don't know where you're going. It's just you may not understand the best route to get there. And in order for you to get to where God is calling you, you got to let it go. I want you to shake your neighbor tonight. I want you to tell them, let it go. Don't let what's been holding you back all them years hold you back this year. Don't let that person that's been tying you up tie you down this year. Don't let that person that's been keeping you in your comfort zone keep you in your comfort zone no more. This is your year to let it go. If you understand that this is your year, I dare you to shout, let it go. Let it go. Put the picture of that lizard back up there. One more thing before we get out of here. This is what I want to point out to you. The lizard also is a cold-blooded specimen, which means that if it does not find the sun, 
it cannot regulate its body temperature. So if it does not position itself in the sun, it will eventually die. It can't survive on its own, it needs the sun. It can't make it on its own, it needs the sun. It can't go into season from season to season, understanding that I will be here next season if I don't lay in front of the sun. I came to announce to you tonight, you can't go another season without seeing the sun. You can't go another day without seeing the sun. You can't go another minute without seeing the sun. You can't regulate your own temperature. Only Jesus can do that. And this is your season to let it go. Come on, stand up on your feet. Lift up those hands. Open up your mouth. And for the next 30 seconds, I want you to cry out to God like you need his son. I want you to cry out to God like you need his son. I want you to thank Jesus like you need him. Thank you for tuning in to today's podcast. For more information about Celebration Church or to get in touch with us, please visit celebration.org.